You're listening to Enterprise Asset Intelligence, powered by ThingTech, your industry leaders on how to command and control your entire asset ecosystem. Welcome to Enterprise Asset Intelligence by ThingTech. I'm your host, Jeffrey Short. With the ubiquity of smart devices on the market today, businesses must be more diligent in their management and tracking systems. As IoT continues to develop and 5G reaches more regions, it should be an exciting time for businesses looking to innovate. To better understand the state of IoT and what 2020 might bring, we wanted to speak to someone in the know. So today we're joined by Jim Lester, the CEO of ThingTech. Jim has more than 20 years of experience driving growth through initiatives at tech companies in industries like finance, healthcare, e-commerce, and of course, IoT. Jim, thanks so much for joining us as we start a new year, a new decade. It's a fun time to be in this industry. Uh, how are you doing today? Hey, Jeff, I'm doing great. Happy New Year to you, and thanks for having me on today. Yeah, of course. Happy New Year to you as well. So, so Jim, fleet management and connectivity are very closely tied, and IoT is playing a big role in fleet management's development. How has IoT changed the importance and the abilities of fleet management over the last couple of years? That's a great question, Jeff. And I would, I would answer it this way by saying IoT is a relatively new term, Internet of Things. And in general, it's around uh, more access to devices, assets, et cetera, whether it be moving or, or static uh, through Internet connectivity and allowing the owners of those assets to have better control or insights into what's being monitored and managing. And so where we've gone from having uh, very rudimentary uh, connectivity and views into the data, what IoT is doing is providing for more connectivity to more devices and actually better platforms for managing that data. So in other words, a lot of data coming in through more IoT connected devices, but now better tools to help the owners and users of those devices and assets to manage them. And I think that's what we're really seeing change now and will continue to change in 2020 and beyond. Yeah, the data is something that I don't know if people really pay enough attention to because data is fantastic, but it's only good if you're able to use it properly or, or get good insight from it. Can you talk a little bit about what ThingTech does with data and the platform that you guys provide that allows people to really benefit from the management that they're getting by using an IoT platform? Sure, absolutely. A couple of points here. One, all data is not created equal. So data from one device that may, may look one way, data from another device or asset may look a different way. And so what we're able to do is pull in disparate sets of data. So think if you have a uh, Ford uh, vehicle or assets that's being tracked uh, and a GM vehicle or asset that's being tracked, you may have data that looks slightly different coming in from those disparate manufacturers, you know, including whether it's Caterpillar or John Deere, et cetera. But what we do is we have the ability to reach across those different platform types and pull in that data and normalize it and give the user or owner of those assets a holistic view of the data, a common view. And what that does is it allows them to develop common insights into what's going on so that they have a base understanding of how they need to act, what they need to do, as opposed to looking at 10 different vehicle types or 10 different construction uh, tool types and having to kind of just figure it out. So we do the heavy lifting for them. 
yeah, that uniformity is really insightful. And it is interesting to just see how data is, is trickling into, I mean, it's always been a big part of business decisions, of course, but now it seems like there's so much data and so managing it properly and understanding it properly is a big differentiator for companies. So I'm thinking of the listener of this podcast, they might be saying, okay, well, I'm not in shipping, so I don't feel like I need fleet management or anything of that nature. But fleet management and IoT uh, technology is really useful on a lot of different job sites and manufacturing centers or plants. So it's not just trucks on the highway. I mean, what are some areas where tracking solutions are useful to a business? Uh, absolutely. So I would say there are a couple of trends that are driving expanded use cases. And we can you know, we can de delve into the trends a little bit more, but the sheer ubiquity of connectivity, you're seeing 5G networks starting to roll out, certainly in urban areas. The cost of the tracking and sensing devices going down, those two trends are leading to the expansion of use cases. So in the early part of the, the conversation, we talked about high value assets, whether it's big yellow iron, such as a tractor that's moving around or a dozer versus uh, you know, a fleet of vehicles that are moving around, things that we can you know, see and touch that cost a lot of money. Well, now with costs going down and sensing capabilities going up and more connectivity, the use cases are expanding. You're having some interesting things emerge that people want to do with IoT connected assets. And I'll give you a couple of examples in the mm -hmm. world that we're dealing with. Specialty logistics. So think about shipping some item. Perhaps it's a pharmaceutical item that has to be climate controlled all the way from manufacturer to end user, that being the person who's going to consume it with stops in the way being the distribution points, right? And right. so it's very important to know has the temperature been maintained? Has it been exposed to light? Is it getting there on time? They have a shelf life, for example, things like that. And these are uh, units of medicine that will be packed in a box with some kind of cold storage mechanism around them. So the box within and of itself that's holding the, uh, the payload, you know, isn't super expensive compared to a you know, $500,000 Caterpillar tractor. But the materials in it are very expensive and, and most importantly, are going to affect positively patient outcomes. So that's the, the, the kind of a paradigm shift in what can be tracked and monitored now versus in the past. Definitely. I think people, as I sort of alluded to, it's not just managing where things are, but things that you said, like the temperature are critically important. Do you think that is something that has gotten enough light shed on it? Or is that sort of a challenge in, in educating people um, in 2020, is that a point of emphasis going forward? Certainly for us, it's a, a point of emphasis. And you'll see us come out with some research uh, in the first quarter that talks about state of the union from an IoT perspective. And we'll start to delve into new and innovative use cases and how our customers are starting to look at leveraging IoT and connected assets or devices to get new insights and new understanding uh, within their logistical chain or whatever it may be that they otherwise weren't. And so I do think, indeed, it is going to take some education on the industry's part to really pull off some interesting value-added things for end users. Yeah, and one thing you brought up a little bit earlier as well that's on top of a lot of people's mind is the 5G evolution, this new era of, of speed and connectivity. How excited are you for 5G? Does it present any challenges, though? I mean, kind of break down what you're thinking about as 5G becomes more ubiquitous across the nation. Sure, absolutely. I'm very excited about 
5G and the possibilities ahead. And I think my kids may be even more excited when they realize they can get, uh, you know, on-demand movies wherever, whenever. Uh, but there is a hype cycle going on with 5G. So it's important. We're excited about it. But the hype uh, ratio is a little high compared to the reality of what's going to happen right now. And what's going to go on is you're going to see large urban areas have ubiquitous 5G. And that's going to be great. Uh, whereas in the urban areas, and if you think again about long haul shipping and logistical chain, some of those assets will go through non 5G areas, which is just fine. And so the way I look at it now is that uh, more connectivity is better. That's great. But as far as what we do day in and day out, we're not dependent on 5G. The best way to think about it is that a lot of these sensing and connecting devices are sending snippets of data. So think binary, think GPS locations and things that can be broken down into zeros and ones, as opposed to what 5G is really good for is sending high fidelity information, perhaps video. And so for the world we're living in now, we're just fine. We'll take more 4G. That's all we need. However, as we progress, I think you'll see the IoT world change with more 5G connectivity. And a good example is think about monitoring a large physical asset such as a building. Well, you can have drones and other devices, you know, completely monitoring that in real time with high definition video feeds. That's for the 5G world. And I think we're going to see more of that in the future. Yeah, that's I mean, as you said, it's incredibly exciting. I think it will be a new frontier and people will have to learn and adjust as it develops. But I think overall, it's going to be very exciting, not only just for your kids, but for businesses for sure. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, one thing you made note of is three trends that might accelerate IoT adoption within the asset ecosystem. Can you kind of explain what those three things were? You made note of uh, devices, uh, Moore's Law, for example, the speed of which things are going to accelerate. 5G, we touched on a little bit, but also more platform capabilities for managing IoT data. Are these sort of the action items for 2020? Or um, can you kind of explain why these will accelerate IoT adoption? Sure, absolutely. And, and, and you, you nailed it on the head. These are the trends that we see. First and foremost, more connectivity, ubiquity of connectivity, whether that's, whether that's 4G uh, or 5G, there's going to be more connectivity. More connectivity is better for the world that we lived in, live in because you're going to have uh, the ability to track more assets uh, near and far. That's a good thing for, for everyone, I believe. And then the cost. We'll come back to the cost equation, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, putting a device on some asset, whether it's mobile or static, is going to be more cost efficient. And I think that is certainly driven by Moore's Law. So, you know, uh, you know, double the computing power and half the cost every 18 months. Something along those lines, right, is going to occur in this industry as well. And then because of that, I think it really explodes the use cases. We talked about one in the specialty logistics, cold chain logistics, but there are many others. I mean, we're engaged in one opportunity now where uh, you think, uh, think about a, a static asset, which is a large metal plate that's used in construction to cover up uh, things on the highway. You know, those plates that you, you drive over. Well, right. The devices are getting so small and so durable and so reliable that you can embed that in one of those device in one of those plates. It can withstand 170 degrees of heat, and you don't have to change the battery, but every three and a half years. And this group knows where those plates are at all times, right? 
And those are use cases formally that no one would really think about that there's a lot of value there, but we're already there. And if we're doing things like that, we're gonna be doing lots of other innovative uh, things from a tracking and, and monitoring perspective. Yeah, it's amazing to hear. Um, and again, as we talk a little bit about the state of the union for IoT, is there something that you can say is going to be the biggest challenge across the board uh, in the upcoming year that you and people, uh, your contemporaries are just already thinking about how you can solve? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So with more devices connected, uh, there's more data coming in. And I think the big overarching challenge is how do you capture and use that data? So you do need companies such as ThinkTech that have the platform capabilities to suck that data in and provide value around it. Because if you just have a connected device or asset and it's just sending data in and you don't know how to leverage that data, then it really is of no use. And to get an example of how much connectivity there is, I would challenge you to go home and just open your browser and look for connected devices and you would be shocked. You probably have 100 or 120 devices in your house that are connected. Right. Multiply that times you know, 300 million households, mm -hmm. uh, not including businesses. So there's just data everywhere. And you've got to be really, really pinpointed if you're a business on how you're going to use that data, how you're going to get insights out of it and drive value around it. Yeah. I mean, it is stunning how many connected devices people even take for granted exactly that number. You don't really think it can add up to be that many, but it truly is. Um, and we can't get to everything on these podcasts, unfortunately, but I always like to ask at the end, is there anything I did not ask that you think is important just about this topic? I love giving the experts sort of the floor at the end because you certainly know more than I can even ask. So is there anything that you feel like we didn't get across right now that is very important to the industry? Jeff, I think we've covered a lot today. I would just reiterate and, and, and leave for our users and listeners today that they should start thinking about the possibility of connectivity and what that can bring to their business. And it does not have to be a large, high-value asset that moves on wheels or tracks. The use cases are there for other innovative things that can be done to drive value for their organization. I'd really challenge that listening audience to think about what those use cases are and really research the universe of partners out there that can help them drive some value within their organization through this new wave of connectivity that's approaching us. Fantastic. Well, Jim, we really appreciate your insight. Once again, that's Jim Lester, the CEO of ThingTech. Jim, thanks so much for joining us, and I look forward to getting another State of the Union soon. Jeff, thank you for your time, and thanks for the invitation today. Of course.